Hello and welcome to John's Author Diary for the weekend in August the 30th, 2020. That's right, it's the end of August. Cannot believe we're already here. I know I've said it a few times, but what a strange year 2020 has been. This week I have carried on writing The Sun, which is book 19 of The Ravenglass Chronicles. I'm up to chapter 9 on that, so it's coming along nicely. I'm still getting used to the new way of writing where I'm cycling. So what this means is instead of racing through my first draft, which is what I usually do, and then spending weeks and weeks turning it into something palatable. I'm basically doing that with every scene. So I'll write a scene, rewrite it, rewrite it again, make sure it's all good, make sure that the line edits are there, that it is as good as can be before it gets sent for the final edit. So I've really been enjoying the writing of this, really happy with where the story's going. There's three episodes left, including this one. So it's starting to feel like everything's coming together. There's still a few more twists and turns along the way, but it wouldn't be fun if there wasn't. So next week, I need to rethink my schedule. I need to rearrange a few things. My wife and my son go back to school. So my wife's a teacher. My son's nearly eight. So he's going back to school for the first time since March. She's going back to work for the first time since March. So that is going to be a bit strange. I've got so used to having them around and doing my work between 9 and 12 on weekdays that it's going to feel strange to have all these extra hours. I don't know whether that's going to make me more productive or whether my work will expand to fill the time, which I think is what tends to happen with these things. But if I can get more done, if I can get more written, get a bit more focused for longer periods of time, maybe get into a flow state for longer, that can only be a good thing for my writing. Because The Ravenglass Chronicles is running a bit later than I would have liked. I was hoping to get it all wrapped up by October so I could do NaNoWriMo in November. I'm not sure whether that's going to happen now. It might, it might not. It's looking more likely that the Ravenglass Chronicles, the final episode, will come out in November and then I'll have a chance to reflect, decide exactly what I'm doing next. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. So I've mentioned before the idea of continuing with the novellas, continuing with that theme. And to be honest, I'm itching to do something else, itching to do a fantasy series that I've had in my head for a while. So I'm going to try that, maybe write the first three books, see how that goes, if they work, if they're successful. I'll carry on writing a series I'll leave it in such a way that it can be a satisfying ending, but what I'd like is for it to be successful enough that I can carry on writing in something a bit like a flagship series, maybe seven books, maybe more, and get to a point where I'm releasing three or four of these books a year consistently. So I don't know. I'm still up and down in my head as to whether to set it in the Ravenglass universe. It makes more sense to do that, but there are certain little things that I want to do that might not fit in with the universe as I've got it. So I just need to work these things out. I think it probably will be. I think I just need to take a bit of liberty in terms of going, okay, it's actually set in a different country. A few hundred years later, the technology level's a bit different. I want to give it a bit of a steampunk feel. I want it to be a bit grubbier and set around a den of thieves. I'm thinking of them as basically land pirates, but there's a assassin thread kind of going through it as well so assassin training and things like that so it's just kind of getting that secure in my head i know the shape of the story i know what the first book is going to look like i know what the prequel looks like and so i can at least get writing those i'll probably write the prequel after i've done the ravenglass chronicles i think that'll be a good way for me to test the world to dip my toes in the water with the characters and just get a feel for how things are and it might be that i'll write the first book and then go back and change the prequel, I don't know yet. But my main focus is to just get this Ravenglass Chronicles finished, and then move on. 
because, as I've said numerous times, 2020 is all about clearing the backlog of projects. Wasteland series done, Gambit series done, the Black Death stuff. MacArthur Lynn has got the first book back, so I need to go through that. And he's working on a second or third books now, so who knows, early next year, whoa, it could be out, it could be out to the world. What's that, three, four years later? Not ideal, but it's better than nothing. And he's also the thing where... It takes the pressure off me in terms of getting stuff released early next year so I can be working on this new series. So in terms of reading this week, I've carried on doing the Ray Bradbury Challenge. So this has been reading a short story, a poem, an essay every single day. I can't say there's been any standout short stories this week, but I've been really enjoying the History of the World in 100 Objects podcast. I've been listening to quite a few of those episodes now, I'd listened to most of those before, so I've probably got about five left now, but really enjoyed that series, so I'd recommend checking it out. And also just the thing of getting back into poetry. Like, I've not listened to poetry in ages, not since I did the Ray Bradbury Challenge last time, and I don't know why I stopped, to be honest. I think what is interesting about listening to poetry is it gives you solutions to problems, it gives you the tools and the equipment to deal with things in writing, and so I'm really glad I've started listening to poetry again just to remind me of the different patterns and the different rhythms and the different ways you can use simile and metaphor and things like that so definitely worth me doing that so in terms of reading i read a book on writing craft called zen and the art of writing by ray bradbury now there is the stuff in there about reading a poem an essay a short story a day there was also some great stuff about how you can use nouns to generate ideas You just write a list of nouns and then use that to think about ideas, make connections, do word association, that kind of thing. And just that reminder that writing isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. And that the way you do it is just do it consistently. You know, he talks about writing a thousand words every day. I write every weekday and I have done for years. So just having that discipline, having that focus and getting the words down regardless, that's something I need to keep in mind. Because, you know, a thousand words a day means... 360,000 words a year, which can be, what, five, six novels, something like that. So I read a book called The Antidote, which is a self-development book about stoicism. This was framed as happiness for people who hate positive thinking. A lot of it was stoicism and Zen Buddhism thrown in there. So interesting book. I'd really recommend that if you've not read any stoicism stuff. I think it gives you a great outline of some of the key tenets and what it's made me want to do is now look into a bit of Zen Buddhism stuff, read some of that, see what else I can pick up. On the back of an episode of the Sci-Fi Roundtable, which is on cryptids and cryptozoology, so basically weird and wonderful monsters that people think might be real, I read a book called Operation Trojan Horse by John A. Keel. Now this is a book about what he calls ultra-terrestrials. This is the idea that things like UFOs, like the Fae, like Bigfoot and all that kind of stuff... Anything that kind of falls into that mysterious being's bracket, he claims that they're all part of the same thing. They're all part of a weird Trojan horse thing. And he says they're not aliens from another galaxy. They don't actually have flying saucers, but what they are is ultra-terrestrial beings. So they live on Earth, but in a different dimension. And when we do occasionally see them, our brain tries to make them into something that makes sense. So I really like that idea. As I say with a lot of these books I'm reading at the moment, don't necessarily buy it, but great story fuel. And I could say the same thing about When Time Began by Zechariah Sitchin, which is another book I read. This is part of his Earth Chronicles series. I think I've read these 
in a bit of a strange order, but it doesn't matter. They're all standalone books. I think that was book five. I read book six before that, and I've already read book seven, so doesn't seem to matter they all work on their own so this was about the idea of the formation of calendars about the different ways the ancients saw time and things like that in terms of his other books this actually felt like a bit less out there there was a few mentions of the ancient aliens and the Anunnaki and stuff like that but this was more grounded in historical research there's a lot in there about Stonehenge about Cusco Great Pyramid, Machu Picchu, places like that, and about the Babylonian number system and phases of the moon. So a lot of really interesting stuff in there. Really enjoyed that book. So I did another skill swap session this week with my friend Ben. So I'm helping him with a non-fiction book, helping him with podcasting. He's helping me with music stuff. And so we went to Lancaster Brewery, had some beers. And to be honest, our skill swap just turned into us chewing the fat and did very little about our actual skill swap stuff. But it was good to talk to him about sound modelling and how to mess around with modes and scales and things like that. Also some stuff about setting up a mic a bit better. So I don't know if you'll notice the difference in the sound quality or anything like that. But my microphone is basically in the middle of a pillow mountain, let's say. I also did the Lancaster and Morecambe Speakers Group again this week. Really enjoyed that. I'm really enjoying these meetings. I think I'm getting a lot from them in terms of learning how to speak. I'm deliberately trying to speak a bit slower, a bit clearer. Again, I don't know if you could tell. I hosted the warm-up this week, so what we do when we start is we do a warm-up where we're given a random prompt, and then we have to speak for a minute about that. So my topic was, if you were a bird, what kind of bird would you be and why? So very simple, gave people a lot of scope for imagination. I chose a kingfisher. Next week I'm going to be doing a speech on the theme of travelling. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm thinking probably I'm going to do about travelling with a guide dog. So I might call it something like travelling with six legs or something like that just to give it a ambiguous title. also hosted the episode of the Sci-Fi Roundtable this week. So this was an episode all about monsters in the mainstream. So you should be able to find that wherever you find this. So next week I'm having Monday off. It's a bank holiday. So I'm going to be hanging out with my wife and son. And then Tuesday, I don't know what that's going to look like. There'll probably be a lot of running around preparing for school, making sure my son's got his uniform ironed and school shoes polished and lunchbox ready, all that kind of stuff. I think it's going to be a bit weird for him, just because of all the social distancing rules and having to use hand sanitizer all the time. But I'm just hoping that he enjoys it and he gets a lot from it. And it's not like a depressing experience or anything like that, because I really wanted to have a positive relationship with education. I know that I'm going to be working Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the days are a bit compressed because they're doing a weird thing with staggered start time. So I think my son's school times are something like quarter past nine till three o'clock. So really, that gives me probably about four hours a day to work when I take into account my lunch and taking Digi out for a walk and things like that. And because my books have been doing well this past year, we're able to give my wife an extra day off work. So she's a part-time teacher now. She's going down to three days a week. So she's going to be at home with me too at the five days which will give her an opportunity to build up her editing business and to help me with some of the faffier tasks that I often put off and should probably do. So until next time, cheerio. Cheerio.